right. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo. And uh, myself and my team work with students from all over the world to try to help them manage and understand and strategize around what is becoming an increasingly complex uh, college application process. And so last week, um, we talked a little bit about the importance of math. And here are some ways to get started with math. Here are some ways to get moving ahead with math. And so I wanted to balance things out a little bit and make sure we spent spend a little bit of time talking about reading. Um, and uh, next week I maybe dive, we'll dive a little bit into writing. Um, but um, reading is a, an interesting topic to bring up just because it seems like it's such an obvious thing for anyone to be doing. Um, and yet now more and more so it's something that kids aren't in the habit of doing. Um, mostly because everything that all the information that they are getting is multimedia, not necessarily social media, but most of the reading that kids are doing now, if we view, and as an English major myself, this is kind of a, a lens that I tend to look through things is that if we see everything as like a text, right? Kids are reading things differently, right? They're reading visual images. They're reading, um, they're learning how to read through memes, right? And not that those are, and, the, and those shouldn't be neglected, right? And being able to understand and understand uh, understand a, a, a GIF or GIF, however you want to pronounce it, right? Knowing how to interpret all of those does require some kind of, does require a degree of higher level complex thinking, because especially when it's used in the context of satire or sarcasm, um, there is reading that is happening there. However, all of that reading and, you know, all of that reading is not the type of reading that is going to be showing up on your examinations and your standardized tests and all of those bits and pieces. So um, today I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about how to set up some good reading habits, some good ways to get started. Right? And, um, and just to really stress the importance of reading regularly and reading at a higher level regularly. I work with many, 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 many students um, and have for the past 15 years. And one thing that I can say without any hesitation is that the student who has the habit of reading, the student who has a good habit of reading is always going to be ahead of the game as far as test preparation, as far as essay writing, as far as college readiness all of these things, right? Math is one thing. And I think math is super important, especially for those of you who are considering entering into the STEM field. Um, but reading is a non-negotiable, um, almost more so, um, I would say, just because of how much of an emphasis there is placed on reading and therefore good writing uh, in at, at the university level. And that is oftentimes one of the things that most students tell me that they, they were least prepared for is just the sheer amount of reading um, that students have to engage in once they get to university. And so, uh, yeah, and just as an example for myself, even though I was an English major, the, the reading for the English major didn't really pick up until kind of end of sophomore year, start of junior year. But even for my intro courses, regardless of topic, even for my intro courses, um, you know, you're asked to read 25 to 50 pages of really dense, really complex material on a daily basis. And most students have no idea what that experience is like um, because that's not how they read. That's not how they process information. That's not how they take in the world now. Right? 
And so, um, but unfortunately, uh, colleges are not going to be turning all of their textbooks uh, into, into memes and Twitter posts and TikToks anytime soon, although that would be fascinating to see um, an entire astrophysics textbook in the form of TikToks. But since that's not happening, um, y'all need to read more. And that's just me speaking to um, kind of the the what I've just been seeing lately, right, is that students are not in the habit of reading. And therefore, right, there are a couple ramifications of this one. They're not ready. They're not ready for even just baseline standardized tests, right? The number of sophomores, rising juniors that I work with, and I show them an SAT reading passage, and they're like, this is so long. It's like one page. It's like literally a page. And they're like, oh my goodness, this is so overwhelming, right? And so now we're at a st- we're starting from a point of anxiety. We're starting from a point of I can't handle this, and we're starting from a point of I'm already overwhelmed by the sheer quantity of words that are on the page because I'm not used to seeing so many words on the page at once, right? And this is not you know, and these are students from all levels, right? Academically doing very well, right? Or academically struggling, right? Um, they all have that reaction the first time they see one of these tests. And so how do you go about combating that? How do you go about moving into that? Especially when reading books now seems very out of fashion might be one way to play it. And that students don't seem to have the attention span or willingness and getting students to read books for fun. Um, for the most part, it seems like pulling teeth. And so what I want to recommend today is not read more books and here's my book list, da 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 da, da. Um, I actually want to uh, kind of explore a bit of a compromise. And so um, if part of the challenge is that reading is um, too overwhelming all at once, right? then what is good as an alternative is to start to introduce um, intense reading, complicated reading, complex ideas, but in shorter bites, right? And this is going to come through news, right? Um, and not necessarily news, but the, those types of materials that are more formally written, but are smaller, shorter articles that a student can delve into a little bit. And I bring this up just because there is relevance there. And I have explained this a few times um, in my previous talks and in other different things. Um, but there are many types of content out there that are shorter form, but that are written at a high level and that students can start uh, exposing themselves to and becoming comfortable with uh, and in a short amount of time, right? And so, uh, and so let me, let's, I'll probably just explain it that way, right? Because I think that's probably the easiest. The SAT has, uh, for the reading section, has four main reading categories, right? There is narrative, right, which is literature, and then there is social science, and then there's natural science, and then there's history, and what I've been recommending for quite some time for anyone who has been willing to start to apply it, right, is that there exist short forms of all of these things, right, just because that's kind of what the college board pulls from when they're building these tests, right? And so for social science, I usually recommend students start to subscribe to and read a couple of economist articles a day. Now, the economist is not easy, right, um, but that's kind of the point. Right, is that is that you want to start exposing yourself to smaller um, but more complex pieces of writing that you then kind of need to sit and digest. Right? A lot of times what I've seen with students is that they will skip over difficult vocabulary, they will skip over complex ideas um, in a longer form book because they um, 
they kind of just try to fill in the gaps, right? It's a lazy way of doing it, but it's a more efficient way of doing it. And it's a skill they've picked up just as a as a method of surviving high school, right? But a shorter form, what a shorter form allows them to do is that they don't feel overwhelmed by the quantity, right? And so they get some time to really sink in um, with the quality of the writing and um, explore more that way. It also gives you as parents something to discuss, as I'm sure some of you are in the habit of reading, and it um, and especially things like The Economist and the news in general, and it gives you an opportunity to engage in that type of conversation. So for social science, I'd recommend something like The Economist. Anything equivalent would be fine, and um, I would maybe start there. For natural science, Scientific American, right, or Science American, a majority of the SAT social natural science prompts have been pulled from this source. Right, so Scientific American is an incredible website of just very short form. Here's what's going on in the world of science. I think that spending some time there, reading a couple articles every day, right, that type of thing can be very helpful as well, just to build up your familiarity with recognizing that the complex Latin terms, right, not all of those things are should be overwhelming to you, right, and that there is going to be a lot of technical writing here, and on being able to parse through the technical writing to get at what the main thesis is, to get at what the hypothesis being tested in is super important. For history, I recommend just going to the Library of Congress and pulling up past presidential speeches. The Library of Congress has all of these archived and is a tremendous source of these older speeches with older language, which with much more complicated speech patterns, right? All of that stuff is super useful. And so, um, but again, keeps the form the form of the writing very, very short, right? So you know, you're not spending time or you're not trying to holding this thick book and feeling overwhelmed by the density of it, right? And so um, those are pieces that I would recommend. And then for fiction, right? A lot of times it's short stories, right? Um, at some point, you're probably going to have to pick up a book, but before then, um, any type of short story will do. Um, and uh, and I find things like Edgar Allan Poe, right? I think things, a lot of the stuff that he writes, it's very dense. The language is very opaque sometimes. Um, and that can be a good way to expose yourself to challenging fictional reading that is shorter in form, okay? And so um, generally what I recommend based off of this is around 30 to 45 minutes a day. And I know kids are busy. I know that there's a lot to do. But, um, but, the reason why I suggest some of these shorter form writings is because it's therefore doable, right? You can check that off your list, right? As something to do every single day and it wouldn't be a problem. And what you'll notice is that you are starting to passively take in better writing techniques. You are starting to passively start to absorb what makes for a good sentence. You are starting to passively absorb grammar. A lot of times students approach the SAT or the ACT grammar with the attitude of, well, the rule is it just needs to sound right. Well, sure, but the way that you can improve your sensitivity to what sounds right is by reading more, right? So that you have a better sense of what sounds right to begin with. A couple of students that I work with who were in this habit of reading 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day um, of higher level material, of stuff that was one or two grade levels higher than where they were at at all times. Um, they came in as uh, sophomores and uh, said, oh, I'd like to take a mock test. And then I'd like to take the actual SAT. Um, without any preparation, right? No preparation at all. And uh, 1560, 1570, right? Out of 1600, because they, they're they in the habit of reading. They are doing this over and over, like, and therefore didn't need to cram it, 
right? Because reading is not something you cram. Reading is a habit you build. And, um, and if books seem too overwhelming and if that seems like it's a lot to read and, um, and there's no books that really interest you, then hopefully some of my, of these suggestions will help. If you're interested in learning more about the complex world of college admissions or would love to connect more with college admissions officers from around the world, Tokyo Academics has you covered. We are regularly hosting seminars and events that range from college essay workshops to panels with current students at top schools to small group conversations with admissions officers. For more information, please visit tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's tokyoacademics.com slash events. Now, if you are interested in longer form writing, or, or if you are interested in delving more into things, um, the other reason why I like and I will always push for reading is for a lot of students who haven't quite figured out what their narrative is yet a lot of students who haven't quite figured out what they want their spike their x factor in their application to be reading is one of the ways of exposing yourself to that a lot and i often will have students watch a bunch of ted talks come back and tell me what they're interested in but i also will have them read a lot right? and come back and tell me based off of that were you interested students who are interested in psychology i'll be like okay well here's malcolm gladwell right it's kind of pop psych Right, so take a little bit of a read through and tell me what you think about that, or we'll go down different directions. But for students who are really interested in um, kind of exploring things in more depth or in preparing for a very specific major, students who want to go into medical, right? For example, Grey's Anatomy, not the TV show, Grey's Anatomy, the actual book is huge, right? Because it is just one of those pieces that anybody who's evaluating your application is going to know, and it is kind of the primer, the Bible of um, initially med school stuff, right? And so um, how do I get access to those resources? How do I know? Lean on the kind of the oldest, most traditional uh, masters of education, uh, Oxford and Cambridge for all of their majors, for all of their majors for undergrad, um, publish recommended reading lists, right? And these are books that they recommend students having read before they arrive, Right. And so if you just type in the major that you're interested in, then you add on Oxford reading list or Oxford suggested reading or Cambridge suggested reading, it'll take you to a page where they'll say like, yeah, if you claim to be interested in this field, you probably should have at least be familiar with these authors and these books. Right. And that's a great way to start to explore your interests in more depth with books that are clearly approved by the universities and systems that you probably want to be getting into to tackle, okay? Now, if you are a younger student, right, or if you are parents of younger children and you're like, well, economist for my third grader might, might, not, might not be such a good thing, um, I will recommend uh, Newsela, uh, N-E-W-S-E-L-A. So Newsela is news, but it's presented in these bite-sized formats, right? You can uh, choose by difficulty, right? In terms of grade, grade range, you can choose by uh, topic. And so this becomes another way of helping students, instead of having to leaf through a newspaper, utilize the internet for the advantages it does provide, but still t stick to the traditional habits of reading. Right. And um, the nice thing about Nusella, especially for younger students, is that all of these reading articles do come with a reading comprehension at the end of it. 
And so you can really start to be testing those skills. And so doing a couple articles a day on Nucella is a really, really, really good practice. It's a way to get students start to think to get students to start thinking about the broader world, start to identify things that they're interested in, while building those foundational pieces. Right, and because the difficulty slider is is um, you can move that all around, right? You can very much make sure that your child is reading things that are above his or her grade level, kind of at all times, right? And that becomes another great way to do it. So that's Nucella. Um, they have a website, and you have to you do have to sign up. Um, but I have found with students that I've worked with, um, it's worth it. It's very easily one of the more intuitive and versatile short form reading platforms that uh, that is available all right so those would be a few things that i would recommend and again largely this is just from what i am seeing right um what i'm seeing especially with students a lot of students are really really loving the math or really heading down off in different directions um the universal thing that i'm seeing more most often with most of my students is that there isn't this habit of reading and um, the lack of reading affects the writing. The lack of reading affects uh, tests, right? Even for math, the SAT, the ACT, a huge majority of those questions are word problems, right? And so regardless of what you are focusing on, reading is going to be essential. And I don't think, again, that's an academic skill that I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. And you also gain the passive benefit of by reading more good writing, you are becoming a better writer. If all you are doing is reading tweets and uh, internet speak, that's what your writing is going to look like, right? And so don't do that, right? Be more comfortable. And and so read more, read more complex stuff to learn the language, to learn structure, right? To um, improve your vocabulary, all these different things. Um, and I know these things seem basic, but it is one of those things where um, just from my observations as a teacher and as a counselor that I have seen a lot of is that students are neglecting their reading. And then when they have to do it, they don't have any idea how to do it. Right. And obviously there will be some time there will be times where alternatives will be available right my uh ap world kids that i work with they love heimler youtube videos right and those who know you know um and i'm a big fan right heimler produces uh the content and makes it digestible but it's all audiovisual, right at some point on your own in your own circumstances you're going to have to read comprehend process and turn that reading and processing into something academic and meaningful and you those that's not something you can cram right it's not something that you can prepare for overnight it's something that you need to it's a skill it's a muscle you need to build up over a long long period of time and hopefully today you've i've given you some suggestions for how to get started with that and how to do that meaningfully right Okay, so we'll end there. Over these next couple of weeks, I will be on the road. So my updates and my podcast will be uh, will include little bits and pieces of reflections that I've had from my my trip. I'll be traveling around the United States, visiting a lot of different colleges, meeting with admissions officers, um, and just trying to get a sense of what this upcoming cycle is going to look like. I try to do this every year just to prepare for my next uh, cycle of students, uh, but obviously with the pandemic, that's been halted. But this 
this year things have opened back up a little bit. So I will be uh, kind of doing a full round tour over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be aiming to hit around 30 schools um, and so and meeting with students and admissions officers at each of those places. So um, do stay tuned to some of those updates um, and uh, because I think that will be very interesting for uh, my students and for just any students who are listening. I know you guys have exams coming up. Um, good luck. I know that there is a lot riding on these. Um, and I know that there is, a, like, just from, from what I've seen recently, there's just a lot of stress um, going around. You've got this. Make sure you have a schedule. Make sure you have structure. Make sure you have a plan of attack for each of your, your, your exams, um, whether that be AP or IB or just school finishing exams. And you're going to be all right. Okay. All right, so thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on reading and reading more and reading well, reading smart. All right, um, please do join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing, and want to support, please, please, please be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Please do comment as well. Um, I think that any type of feedback is useful for me to have a better understanding of what type of content I need to be generating. You have a voice, please do let me know. Do hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date, especially over the next couple weeks as I'll be traveling a little bit. There may be little things where I will have a good conversation with admissions off- an admissions officer or like someone will drop a nugget of knowledge about what's going to be coming up for standardized testing and I want all of you to know immediately. Um, so please do uh, hit that bell icon so you can stay up to date. Uh, we do also regularly host events both in person and online. And so this last week I did have a host a college talk explaining like here's kind of the state of things. Thank you to all of you who attended. Um, I think that the college landscape is going to be going through a lot of flux and change in the next couple years. And so um, I want to do my best to keep my finger on that pulse and then share whatever I read from that pulse uh, to all of you. All right. Um, but if you are interested in attending uh, free info sessions with me and real admissions officers or any of our other uh, events that are coming up, please check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right. Okay. So that's it for today. I remember, first of all, remember, read a ton, right? And the reason why you need to read a ton uh, and to read smartly and to read with a plan and to read in a focused way is because the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.